Guys, welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. I'm just coming back from getting uh, my sheep hunter in Unit 44B North in Arizona, getting his ram uh, checked out at the Arizona Game and Fish. I uh, had a great hunt with Dave Moore. Uh, Dave Moore uh, owns William Larkin and Moore. It's a collectible antique gun shop. Uh, one of the best in the country there in Scottsdale, Arizona. And uh, Dave had applied for 25 years uh, in Arizona for uh, uh, desert sheep. And uh, he finally drew. He did not have max points, uh, but he was just under. And uh, he drew uh, Unit 44B North. And um, we, we, had a, we just got off a great hunt. Um, and, uh, actually, uh, the hunt, uh, Dave was able to harvest his ram at about 10 o'clock, maybe 9.30, 10 o'clock, uh, on opening morning. And the, the ram, uh, the story with the ram, it really threw me for a loop. Uh, some friends of mine, uh, from Yuma, Kent Inglet, uh, Melvin Lee and Scott Fisher, um, had been out over the summer and through the fall uh, doing some scouting, what have you, and they kept seeing this one ram uh, that Kent really liked, and it was kind of funny. He actually sent a text to me and everybody and, and Dave and, and said, nobody's responding to my text. Does anybody like this ram? And, of course, everybody was at the time busy, and then we started chiming in, yeah, we like him. And um, it was it, it was kind of funny because um, here he is looking at a great ram and no one's responding to him. But anyway, make a uh, fast forward, make a long story short. Um, they had seen this ram several times in this area, and um, Kent knew he was a really good ram. And he's one of those rams that you know, even when you see him person, he doesn't just jump out at you as you know one seventy plus type ram, or at least it didn't to me. Um, and the first time I saw the ram, uh, he was facing away, looked like he had really good mass in the back and which they all do though. You know, the worst look that you want is, is looking at a ram, uh, from behind. Uh, but you know, he kind of moved around a little bit and, and, uh, I was sitting next to, um, Mel Lee and, uh, you know, he was talking about how when they see the ram, uh, the ram's head's kind of cocked, and they weren't sure if it was, you know, some sort of inner ear problem or eye problem or what. And it turns out that this ram actually had a uh, blind right eye. When I put the spotting scope, make a long story short, my nephew Jay Pyburn and I actually hiked up on a knob and got probably 350 yards from the ram to get a real good look at him. And when I put the spotting scope on the ram, uh, I could tell that he had a blue eye, which I've seen before. And, you know, whether they uh, get hurt from head butting or they poke their eye in a cactus or, or what have you, um, it was real apparent that this ram only had vision out of his left eye. And so, in essence, he would cock his head to the right and kind of at an angle where he could have full vision with his left eye. Just picture if your right eye, you would probably kind of turn your head slightly to the right so that you had a wider field of view uh, left and right. And that's what this ram did. Uh, but the reason it threw me for a loop is it was one of those rams that I just could not get my hands on or my, 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 
the pulse, my, I couldn't get a, a, a wrap around uh, the length of his horns. Um, he had enough mass throughout his horn and in the middle of the horn that at times it made his horns look short. And the other challenge, which is something for all you sheep hunters that are still out there hunting, is you really have to be careful. You hear it time and time again, but you really have to be careful about field judging rams or any animal, a buck or a bull or whatever, uh, that's all alone. Because body size plays such a huge role in whether the horns look big or small and, and, and using their body size to try and field judge accurately uh, is, is, is always tough to do when they're alone. And this ram was all alone uh, and there was no other sheep around uh, anywhere in the area. I mean, it's not even like we could pan back over 180 degrees and see some ewes or small rams or anything like that. This ram was literally by himself. And so as a sheep hunter, a sheep guide, you know, it, it's always really scary to try and evaluate a ram that is all alone. And so, you know, I kept really grinding over the numbers, kept really looking at it. And, um, he, you know, that mass throughout the horn at times, especially when his head was down um, and kind of at a quartering away angle and such, it, it made the horns look short. I I really thought the horns were like 33 and a half and 34, maybe 34 and a half. Had a little bit longer uh, horn uh, on his on his right side. Um, uh, excuse me, on his left side. Had a little bit longer horn than his right. And you know, I just couldn't get my arms around the length. Um, but we knew he was a good ram. And uh, Dave, uh, you know. Uh, really liked the ram as well. And then uh, uh, Corky Richardson's uh, dad, uh, George, had one of the other tags in the unit. And Russ, uh, the grandson of George, uh, Corky's son, uh, had actually been running a bunch of trail cameras in the unit. And so I was able to get with Russ and kind of go over the trail cameras because you know, what you want to do is be shooting an old ram, but you also want to be shooting one of the bigger rams in the unit. And it really helped by looking at the trail camera pictures to see that, you know, this, this ram, regardless of score, I didn't, I only saw one ram that was bigger, what I thought was, you know, bigger or the same size as the ram we were looking at. So that's another takeaway for you guys um, is anything you're hunting, if, if you can shoot the biggest thing you can find, that's one thing. But if you have a sense of either by scouting and, and knowing inventory and all the rams in the unit and or running trail cameras where you have a good sense of what else is out there, if you're shooting the biggest thing that you know of, pretty good chance it's going to be a you know, the best you can do in the unit or definitely in the top, you know, couple percent of, of, of rams in the unit. Uh, and, you know, I, I kept looking at the bases and the bases to me look small. And that's another thing. When you look at the bases and they look small, and even though a ram might carry out really good mass throughout their horn, when they start out small, it's really hard for a ram to get big. What you want to see is real puffy, real big bases. 
and then have them taper from there. But if you start big, in essence, if your first measurement, which is your base measurement, starts really big, it usually will surprise you as you taper down the horn. But when you start small, I was thinking the bases were right around 14, uh, maybe just a hair over, which they turned out to be 14.2 and 14.3. Uh, that's you really got to watch that. You got to watch that with small bases, it makes the horns look longer than they really are. Um, and with small bases, even though it looks massive throughout the horn, you know, you're starting at 14.2, you know, you are going to taper down. No rams actually get bigger after the bases. So, I mean, that's as big a measurement as you're going to get. So if you can start with a 16-inch base and taper, that's way better than starting with a 14 and 2 eighths uh, inch base. Regardless, um, we, we determined that this ram was uh, going to be a, a great ram for Dave to harvest. Uh, and um, so Dave uh, said that, yeah, he wanted to shoot that ram. And so uh, the trick was trying to keep our eye on it uh, until dark and also splitting up and spreading out and trying to find other rams uh, that might beat that ram or be better than that ram. So we used that as a benchmark to say, you know, if, if this afternoon, if we can find any other rams bigger, uh, let's go ahead and just keep looking. And, and, and uh, Kent went ahead and stayed on the ram and, and watched the ram till dark while we were looking for rams that might be bigger just trying to cover all our bases. Uh, and um, now Dave, uh, when he was 18 years old, got in a car accident and um, actually is paralyzed from the waist down. And uh, Dave hunts all over the world. I think he's been to Africa four or five times. Uh, I believe he's already shot four, five, six animals already this year. He shot elk in New Mexico and antelope. And um, he hunts all the time. Uh, but he had a champ permit, which allows him to uh, hunt out of a vehicle. Uh, and so this was the first time I've been involved with a champ uh, permit situation. And so that also played into a factor of the ram was in a place where there were no other sheep and he was fairly stationary. And there were several times the day before the season that if we, if it would have been the season that we could have probably driven up and, you know, kind of gotten in position and gotten a shot. Uh, but that also played a factor in that our, our uh, mobility factor was going to be limited as to, you know, hiking around and such. So we were, we were uh, going to have to shoot a ram from the road, uh, no matter if we shot him on the first day or the 14th day or the 30th day. Uh, and so that played a, a huge role. But this ram threw me for a loop because I thought, you know, his, you know, I could not get him much over 165 inches. I'm always accused by Hadar and all my hunting buddies of being way too conservative and, you know, really trying to nitpick something. And, you know, I, I actually kind of take pride in that, but I, I, I did not think the ram was as big as he was uh, when I would add up my numbers using like 14 as the baseline at, at, for his bases, you know, it, it quickly, you know, the mass portion quickly gets smaller from there. Uh, and, you know, I was getting 33 and a half, 34 and a half as links. I just could, couldn't get this ram as big as he is. Uh, but, but the other factor was I was really, really scared that his body was a small bodied ram. And 
when when Friday came and we had to wait for the ram to come off the mountain and come down into a more huntable area, um, you know, we got to look at him. And I will tell you, on Thursday, the ram was kind of, it was cloudy. Uh, it, it, the sun wasn't as bright. And he looked way better on uh, opening day when the sun was shining on his horn. He's got really yellow horns, and you could really see um, a lot of the mass. And he definitely, all of us agreed that he looked way better with the sun on him uh, than he had in the shade. Uh, we knew that the ram was, I was thinking that he was, you know, for sure eight and a half. I thought possibly nine and a half years old, um, looking at his four year ring about even with his ear. And that's, if you watch the videos on my Instagram, uh, that's something that sheep hunters need to look for. You need to look for that four year, uh, uh, ring complex, uh, that is when the, when the ram is facing you, the the four year the darkest ring is is about parallel with the ears, uh, or excuse me, about in line with the ears. Uh, and I knew this was a mature ram. I, I I was thinking he was right on the cusp of being a class four ram, which to be class four you have to be nine and older. Um, so I knew we were dealing with an old ram. Uh, score was not as important, but I knew he was one of the better rams in the unit. Uh, and so we decided to go ahead and take him. So fast forward to opening morning. We waited for the ram for a couple hours. He had to come down the hill and get into a position where we could get at him. Uh, and Dave has his own uh, razor, uh, uh, and he's got controls. He drives with his hands. And I said, okay, Dave, how's this going to go down? What kind of angle? And he's, you know, he was pointing out, he said, I'm going to sit in the passenger seat, Jay, you're going to drive. And he kind of gave me, I, I said, what kind of angle do you want when I pull up? Cause we're going to probably be within about 300 yards of the Ram. And he kind of gave me, you know, the kind of 45 degree angle. Um, he had shooting sticks that he was going to, you know, have just outside the razor and, and, you know, pop down for a good rest. And we were actually able, it was perfect. The ram had dropped uh, down into a little wash. So we pulled right up and where we had good vantage, uh, good field of firing position left and right. In other words, anywhere where the ram came out, we were going to have a good position to get a really good steady shot. And we actually pulled up there and we probably had to wait maybe five to, it felt like 30 minutes, but it was probably five, maybe 10 minutes uh, for the ram to feed out. And uh, the ram fed out behind an ironwood tree and he was just glistening in the sun. And Dave, we were looking, I said, he's going to come out behind that ironwood tree. And he says, I see him. And the rest is kind of history. He made a 250-yard shot. The ram went down in one shot, perfectly placed behind the shoulder. <laughs> and it was just a, uh awesome feeling to be able to um, get a ram and uh, get a ram in that situation, in a controlled situation where we didn't have any other hunters around. And it was it just made for a really nice hunt. I will tell you, as soon as I walked up to the ram, I knew in my head, as soon as I was standing over the ram, 
which I've had other experiences where you get over an animal and they're a tiny body. When I stood over the ram, I knew right then and there that this ram had a really good, mature, big body. And I knew that we were just fine, uh, you know, when we were going to score the ram. I knew that he was actually going to be better than what I thought. Uh, and the ram, I've got the score sheet right here. The ram actually was aged between 10 and 11. Uh, his right horn is 36 even. Uh, 14 and 3 eighths inch bases on the right. 14 and 2 eighths first quarter. 13 even on his second quarter. 9 and 7. He's got really big third quarters. Uh, for a total of 87 and a half on the right side. His left side is 36 and 3 eighths, 14, 2, 14, 12, 6, and 9, 6 uh, for a total of 87 and an eighth. So he, this Ram gross scored 174 and 5 eighths with 6 eighths uh, inches of deduction. He's 173 and 7 eighths. Uh, turns out there were three tags in the unit. And uh, he's the largest ram uh, to be shot out of the three and the oldest ram to be shot out of the three. Uh, And I'm proud of that. I'm proud of the age and the score. And it was just such a pleasure to hunt with Dave. Uh, Was able to pick his brain. I'm going to try and get him on a podcast uh, to talk about guns. This guy has an amazing amount of knowledge about all kinds of guns and calibers and and whatnot, uh, and it was just so fun. Uh, he came in on Wednesday. We actually scouted Wednesday and Thursday, and then the hunt was on Friday. Uh, so I got to spend uh, three full days with them, and just a wealth of knowledge. Uh, I encourage you guys if you have any questions about collectible or antique side by side, any any rifles, any side by side shotguns. Uh, you know, give Dave a call. They buy and sell guns. Um, he collects guns and is really just a gun nut, has huge amount of knowledge. His dad uh, started the business over 50 years ago. His dad since passed, I believe, in 2011, and, and Dave and his brother own the business. But it's super well-respected. I think this is his 32nd year uh, at the Safari Club International um, uh, Convention. Uh, he's well known throughout the industry, so I highly recommend if you guys have any questions about collectible or antique guns to uh, check out William Larkin and more uh, uh, website. Uh, you can call Dave, uh, tell him uh, nice sheep, and you've got some gun questions for him. Just a great guy. Uh, was able to have my nephew Jay Pyburn on his first sheep hunt. Uh, it's always fun hunting with Jay. Uh, and like I said, my friends Kent and Mel and, and Scott, uh, they're always fun to hang out with. So uh, awesome, awesome uh, end to the sheep hunt. Uh, it's the only sheep client that I had for this year. Uh, and now uh, Dar and I are focusing our attention on uh, the coos deer season uh, that's, that's staring us in the face here in Mexico. Uh, we've got uh, uh, several... Uh, trips of fully guided coos deer hunts uh, coming up in the peak of the rut uh, in January. We're going to go mid-January uh, and try and catch as much of that rutting action down there as we can. And uh, so quickly, very quickly focus on, uh, you know, getting after it and getting all our supplies. And um, we're, we're going to go down and make a, a trip down to Mexico to do some scouting. 
Uh, I'm going to be picking up actually a new uh, Polaris Ranger Crew 1000, a 2018. Uh, it's about time my 2011 uh, Polaris Ranger, just the three-seater, uh, is going to uh, get sold off. Uh, I've had it uh, and had some uh, really good hunts and memories out of it, but it's time to get a crew. Uh, the thinking on the crew is it's just a, a bigger, bigger machine. I can take more gear, more people, and there seems like in hunting and guiding the coos and the Goulds turkey and the sheep and some of the different animals, uh, there's always an opportunity where being able to take, you know, myself and three guys, so four total plus all our gear is huge. They will hold six, three in the front, three in the back, which I don't see me doing ever or very often. Uh, but definitely there's always opportunities to take, you know, three guys plus me and gear. Uh, so I'm looking forward to getting this Ranger crew. And I just wanted to update you on uh, the sheep season. And I'm excited. Uh, my buddy Craig Steele, Exclusive Pursuit Outfitters, uh, just uh, harvested a great ram in 15D with his client that's going to uh, push, push over 170. Uh, beautiful flared out 39-inch um, horns. Um, beautiful ram. Uh, pictures haven't been posted yet on, on Instagram or anything, but make sure to check that out. Uh, that herd has, um, you know, had the pneumonia and had a, you know, 60, 70% die off. Uh, and it was nice for uh, Craig to get a, a great ram. And I've been getting some other ram photos in from different people I know and such. Uh, and it's always just a fun time of year. Uh, and uh, just another great sheep season in the books. This one was shorter than I would have liked, but, you know, getting a 174-inch ram uh, on the first day, biggest ram, oldest ram in the unit, uh, is hard to beat. And uh, as many long hunts and, you know, drawn-out and grueling hunts as I've had, sometimes these short ones, uh, you've just got to appreciate them when you can get them. Uh, so, guys... Uh, Really appreciate all your support of the podcast. Uh, quite honestly, the numbers are just mind-boggling to me. Uh, my wife just shakes her head wondering why all of you guys even uh, listen to me as much as you do. And I just really appreciate uh, the loyalty and the support that you guys show my podcast. Uh, and as always, uh, send me an email uh, with your success photos any questions you have, any comments, anything you want to hear or see on the podcast. Uh, and uh, just love interacting with you guys. Uh, send me photos that I can, uh, you know, um, check out. If you've got testimonials for my podcast, I love posting those on my Instagram account. Uh, you can follow along if you don't already uh, on my Instagram at jscottoutdoors.com. Uh, you can send me an email, jscottoutdoors at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow my website, uh, which doesn't get updated as much as it should, but it's got a lot of valuable information, jscottoutdoors.com. Uh, and uh, guys, I just uh, really appreciate I, I uh, was at the Ot6 Ranch in Colorado all fall and had a great time taking inventory of of the animals there on that ranch in Colorado and looking forward to uh, next season. 
uh, and uh, just lots of good things going on. Booking still still have a few spots left for 2018 Gould's Turkey. Also booking for 2019 Gould's Turkey. Uh, it's just a fun time to be a, a hunter. Fun time to be an outfitter. I know you guys have got uh, these uh, beginning of December coos deer hunts, and then these middle. You know, I think it's the 15th. Uh, 13th, 14th, something like that, start date for these uh, quote-unquote rut hunts in Arizona. I know a bunch of you are going to, uh, to Mexico as well for either mule deer or coos. So um, let's just finish out this um, season strong, finish out this year strong. And uh, thank you so much for your support. I want to thank GoHunt.com Insider for their support of this podcast, Kuyu Ultralight Hunting phonescope.com and the outdoorsman's and you can check the show notes uh, to find out uh, the different uh, discounts and such by using the promo codes uh, in the show notes of this podcast and uh, guys god bless